This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. Coming up in this hour, V.V. Uh, Van Ingen will be here, the coxswain of the champion Virginia rowing team. Makes her debut. And you well, got questions. I do have questions. I know you do. <laughs> Lots of curiosity. Of, I, I, I'm I, a curious fool. There you go. I am. Uh, we're going to start the hour, though, talking about the hottest topic beyond NIL and Portal at Amelia Island last week, and that was the 355 potential model for scheduling ACC football. Three permanent opponents, five teams one year, the other five the next. And you would see in a four-year period, a player or a school would go through the cycle of every ACC venue, which is something, as you said last week on a couple different occasions, just doesn't happen right now. No, no. We, we go Virginia Tech, Florida State. The, the Knowles have been to Blacksburg since 2012. That's inexcusable, especially right. to brands, right? Yep. Brands. For, forget about everything else. I mean, you got to have brands playing each other in this mm-hmm. league, in any league for that matter. So scheduling is yeah. important. I thought both the concepts that were kicked around last week amongst the, the movers and shakers, if you will, uh, the two or three permanent and whatever, whatever, both of them are an improvement right. versus what you currently have. But it seemed like the three five five had a better lean towards. Not everybody was in agreement with mm-hmm. this, but uh, again, we'll see where this goes. But I like the concept. I do. Yeah. Um, it was there was no vote taken last week. Dan Radakovich joined us to tell us. Uh, that at one point there were 60 different versions of kind of what they were looking at, and they dwindled it down to basically a couple different versions of the 355. Uh, the Division I Football Oversight Committee, the NCAA Football Oversight Committee, has already recommended that there, in order to stage a championship game, you don't need to have divisions. The D1 Council, it is reported, is going to vote this week on it. And if the D1 Council passes that recommendation, the ACC could vote on this while you're in Lake Como. Well, I hope they do. They should. It shouldn't be a problem being passed because the conferences want to do this. So I think that's – that. to me, it's a formality. Um, Pat Narduzzi told us, Mac Brown told us, two coastal coaches, they like having divisions. So you know it's not unanimous. But the ADs haven't voted. Now – uh, Andy Bitter. Then, and, there, then there's some guys, like when Dabo, we asked him that question. Like, don't I don't care. care. Yeah. Whoever we play, we play. Right. Let's go get it. Uh, Andy Bitter and the good folks at The Athletic took a stab at this. Give them full credit because you got to sit down and start thinking about this and putting it together, and it gets really interesting. So let's look at what the folks in The Athletic uh, collaboratively struck together, and we'll get your calls on this at 844-SAY-ACCN. The Athletic basically said if the changes in the scheduling model were to occur, who would your particular school's three permanents be? Now, here's the important piece to add to all this. We're going to show you what they came up with. But remember, if you're, look, if you're looking for conventional here, that's not what you're getting, right, Pac? There, because there's a television interest involved in this, and Jim Phillips said so last week. There, before this gets ratified, there's going to be the folks at ESPN, their partners, are going to look at it. Well, ESPN wants the best games, so you got to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. And, hey, they're your partner. They're writing you a nice fat check. That's the way it works. That's how a partnership is supposed to work. There's got to be a little give and take. It's two-way street. So when you see this list – 
I want you, whatever your favorite school is, when you see your team, this is not etched in stone. This is from The Athletic. This right. is not Packer and Durham said. All right, so just before you go nuts on social media, man, you guys said we're going to be playing Louisville. No, we did not. Uh, but we're going to throw this out to you, though, to participate at 844-ACCN. Assuming, again, the biggest word in sports I've already told you is if, right. I-F, if, if this gets ratified, it's a go. Who would your three permanent, who would you like to have as your three permanent scheduling partners? Okay. All right, so this is out, I mean, tag your it, 844-SAY-ACCN. All right, here's the, look, here's the way this looks on paper. Uh, Andy and that group put Boston College, three opponents, as Syracuse, Pitt, and Miami. Okay, Syracuse and Pittsburgh. Syracuse for sure has been a regular opponent. Miami has not been a regular opponent. Pittsburgh has been a frequent opponent. They're the crossover, I think, for BC, as I recall. Clemson's three opponents. Now, we're just going to use Clemson here. It's Florida State, Georgia Tech, and NC State. What do you think about that? I think uh, Dabo Sweeney told you the answer to the question. Doesn't matter. Whatever, man. We're going to go play them. You just tell me when and where. Duke keeps Carolina. They have Wake Forest, who's already their permanent, and they have Georgia Tech, who they currently play in the Coastal. There's not a lot of landscape shift for Duke. Florida State has Miami, which you expected. I did at least. Of course. Clemson, who they already play in the Atlantic, and Louisville, who they already play in the Atlantic. I would say this. Based on the athletics list, in my opinion, if what they said was etched in stone in gold – I would tell you, in my opinion, that Florida State's got the toughest hand of any of the fourteen. Okay, I think that's that combination that you see them every single year: Miami, Clemson, mm-hmm. Louisville. Right. Again, I'm, I'm thinking down the road. What does your football programs look like? I think Florida State's got the toughest hand. All right, Georgia Tech keeps three teams they currently play every year: Clemson, Duke, and Virginia. Duke is a long-standing opponent from, my heavens, back in the 1930s, it feels like. Clemson, you know they play as a crossover all the time. And Virginia, of course, in the Coastal Division. Uh, Louisville has Syracuse, Florida State, and Wake Forest. See, the, the thing that's coming to mind in this is you see one or two that you're, you kind of find from a regional situation, but the other ones – are abstract. They're kind of thrown in there to balance the puzzle a little bit. Miami has Florida State, Virginia Tech, and we told you already, Boston College. That's an interesting three to me from Miami. Why? Well, because Florida State you knew was going to be there. Virginia Tech they currently play. But Boston College captures, in theory for television, two of the top 10, top 12 television markets in the country. That's why I'm not surprised at all. Right. I don't, not only is it not to me, not only is that not interesting, that's what it should be. Well, people see that and they may say, "Well, BC, Miami, what connection?" Well, it's number one. You could say Old Big East for sure, but it captures those two top twelve television. Well, I go back to the Flutie game, right? I mean, right. There, there's always been somewhat of a connection there. Yeah. Right. In some uh, respects. Carolina has State, Duke, and Virginia. Nothing really changes for Carolina in this. I'm okay with that. NC State has North Carolina, Clemson, and Wake Forest. State fans are probably going, well, we don't need to see Clemson every year. (laughs) We thought that was a good idea. Television. Right. That's exactly right. Because almost, look, that's a a fun series. It's a great series for TV. 
Uh, Pittsburgh has Syracuse, Boston College, and Virginia Tech. Makes sense. Yep. Syracuse, uh, Syracuse has Pitt, BC, Louisville. I don't have a problem with that either. Mm. Virginia. Now, here's one. You know already you get Georgia Tech. You know you get Carolina. And the Commonwealth Cup's not going anywhere. So you're going to return three coastal opponents. Those are going to be your permanents. I do have a problem there. Okay, tell me. Uh, Again, don't be offended if you're a fan of one of these two schools. I I don't know if Virginia-Georgia Tech is something that needs to be continued. I I know we can go back to the early 90s. They had the ultimate showdown game in Charlottesville. That's all fine and good. Whatever. Uh, But how about Virginia-Louisville? To me, Virginia-Louisville... You know, I still remember, you know, Lamar doing his thing with that crazy touchdown run late in Charlottesville. Virginia had the incredible comeback this past year. I don't know. I, I, Virginia Georgia Tech doesn't move me. Okay. Virginia Tech has Virginia, Miami, and Pittsburgh. What's the problem? I was kind of hoping, in all honesty, that we would swap Clemson in there somehow. Since we never, I mean, we get the game so infrequently, right? So would you rather have Clemson, Virginia Tech, or Clemson, NC State? Well, you're going to get everybody, we're going to get five of the ten every year. I didn't ask you that, I know. Wes. Here's the question. Would you rather have Clemson, NC State, or Clemson, Virginia Tech? That's the question. You have to answer by ten. I know. Probably Clemson, NC State. Okay, so yeah. so what do you want? What are you whining about over there? All right, then Wake gets. Wait a minute, Duke. Why, why are you whining? Well, over because there? I want Clemson, Virginia Tech too. Because you're going got... to get them. You're going to get them in a four year period, home and away. You're going to get it twice. All right, so yeah. you're going to get the game. Hmm. Um, would you Would you rather have Clemson play Virginia Tech than Clemson, Florida State? I think that's a mistake. No, I think Clemson, Florida State needs to stay. Right. And I know Georgia Tech people and Clemson people have so much history, but do you want to keep that one, or is it important you put Clemson? You know, you get the Atlanta market activated. You know. See, I think the way you got to look at this, if you're sitting at home watching this, because we're going to ask the fans to participate. Absolutely, eight four four say ACCN. I think you have to look a little bit down the road of where you think That's... your football program is going to be. Yeah, because. You can't just go, hey, we're going to play next year. No, you can't think of it that way. you got to think of, hey, in the year 2028, is my team a factor in the ACC race? Are we a factor to be a New Year's Day six game? Can we be a college football playoff team? Mm -hmm. Because I think from a scheduling standpoint, that is the way you have to think. Because the playoff's going to expand. No question. all All this, well, they're stuck at four. They're not stuck at four. There's a reason or is it going to be at four for a couple more years? It's going to get to eight or 12 yeah. or whatever the number is going to be. So are you, as a fan of an ACC team, where are you five years from now? Are you a factor in the league? Are you a college football playoff caliber team? Mm. Or are you like, hey, you know what? We'll be lucky to get to a bowl. Right. And that's how you have to answer this question. I think Florida State and Clemson should be connected to the hip. Okay. Same thing with Miami, Virginia Tech, connected to the hip. Mm-hmm. If you're going to tell me, hey, North Carolina, NC State, man, we have dreams to be college football playoff caliber teams, you throw them in the mix. And I think that's one of the reasons you see Clemson's schedule the way it is. Yeah, I think it's exactly why you see Virginia Tech tied into Miami. All of this makes sense to me. 
mm-hmm. as far as what you think you're going to be down the road as a factor. Brands want to play brands. Your fans want to see it. Television wants to see it. That's how it works. And if you're sitting there going, hey, we're lukewarm, we're going nowhere fast, well, then at least you're honest with yourself. Uh, let me give you Wake Forest very quickly. Wake Forest has Duke, NC State, and Louisville as the three listed by the folks at The Athletic. Like Georgia Tech, Florida State is a game that I don't see enough. Right. I mean, they've had some great games. Mm-hmm. Right? You're going to get it once every other year in this. I get that. But, I mean, so it, it, this is why it's kind of fun if you're just sitting at home doodling going, all right, who? I'm a fan of School X. Who are the three I want to see every single year? And if you could read this, I will give you $100. <laughs> man, whoever whoever spent the time to do this, I mean, I applaud you. Holy mackerel. Can you find the typo? I'll give you $100. <laughs> no, I, I have no idea what's going on here. I, w- I want to – Mark brings up an interesting point about you got to look ahead, right? I get that. But looking ahead also got you Florida State and Miami in separate divisions. So you got to be careful of the roadblocks. Yeah, but that was a good move because the intent was that we're going to see that game a thousand times in the ACC championship game. We still haven't seen it, and you were hoping it was going to be top four both times. Right, right, right. (laughs) Um, I, um, I think this again. When you sit down and do something like this, somebody's going to hate their school, and somebody's going to love their school. It's fine. It's it's a thankless task. So I give these guys credit for doing it. We're going to get to your phone calls later in the hour on it. but so Give it some thought, though, because you can't yeah. just slap three up against the wall no. and say, here's my three, Pack and Wes. What do you think? Yeah, and give by the way, thought. nobody wants to play the uh, 85 Bears, the 72 Dolphins, and the early Ravens 2000s. I mean, nobody – everybody, the fans sitting at home can schedule, you know, three powerhouses. That's not reality. That's not what any coach wants, no matter how much you love your coach. So there. You Even go. though I do, I will say it again. I think Florida State got. Uh, if that is the. If that what you just Ooh, saw on the screen is handful. accurate, it's I think Florida State's Florida got the State. toughest hand of the of the fourteen. Yeah. All right. On the other side, we venture into uncharted waters. No pun intended. Yep. Because when we come back, VV Van Ingen, the coxswain of the champion, Virginia. Rowing Cavaliers joins us next live on Packer and Durham. The Packer and Durham Podcast. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. Packer and Durham. So fitting. So fitting. Tried to tell you for weeks, Virginia's number one in the Pac-Man rowing rankings. And guess what the ladies did? They went to Lake Hartwell and proved it. That's right. For the 12th consecutive year. That's right. And uh, let's go live to Charlottesville this morning, friends. As Packer and Durham continues to make history. Show 628, we welcome Vivi Van Ingen, the coxswain of the Virginia Rowing Atlantic Coast Conference Champions. Vivi, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you guys? We're good. Now explain to everybody where you are and what's going on. All right. So I'm currently in our boat bay in Charlottesville. We are about to practice this morning. So I'm sitting just behind some of our boats. All right, since uh, you're going to do a little practice, do you just kind of get like a Velcro strip and stick that ACC title right there on the edge of it as uh, motivation as you get ready for the NCAAs? 
You know, I actually told everyone to bring their medals to wear around their neck for the row. Um, so that's going to be our motivation for the next two weeks. <laughs> I like it. I like that. Um, I, I, want, I want to ask you here about the coxswain and the position you have in this and the leadership and all the little things that go into successful rowing. Because not only does everybody see you kind of at the – front of the boat or back of the boat, but they see you, yeah, yeah, the back of the boat, they see you as somebody who is um, almost like the coach on the water, right? I mean, is that fair to say? Correct. Yes. So take me through that part of being successful with a rowing championship team. So what I tell people is I'm basically the eyes of the boat. Obviously, the rowers are facing another direction, so they can't see where we're going. So I kind of equate it to almost being a jockey in a horse race. Um, I'm telling the rowers where we are, where the other crews are, what we need to do to move, when we need to move, and how to do it. Um, so it's basically just being the eyes of the boat and the voice of the rowers. Vivi, uh, since everybody's got their back, towards the finish line. They know where everybody is. I mean, you guys are always in first place. They're like, hey, Vivi, we know, man. We can see our competition. They're on the rear view mirror. That's what Virginia does when they get on the water, right? Everybody's in the rear exactly. view mirror. Exactly. <laughs> That's the goal. Hopefully I'm not needed. There, well, no, you're definitely needed. Now, listen, <laughs> there was all kinds of speculation, man. Here comes Syracuse. They're red hot. Virginia's had a great run 11 consecutive years. It's going to come to an end. I know that you heard that and were like, hey, forget that nonsense. We're down. We're going to Lake Hartwell to go ahead and win another title. Oh, totally. We That was the game plan from the beginning. That's what my crew talked about. That's what my coach talked about. That's what I knew. So we were just executing what we were setting out to do. All right, Vivi, I want you to – you just took us on a small walking tour here, I think, to change locations – um, yes. Kind of show us around if you can. And look, we know it's uh, FaceTime yes. technology here. Show us a little of the uh, of the boathouse here if you can, because this looks pretty fascinating okay. behind you. Yeah. So right now I'm standing behind some of our oars. Um, let me see if I can turn this camera around. So this is my station, the Coxon station. These are all of the tools that we use, the technology. So our Cox boxes, which is what I yell into so that the rowers can hear me. Um, they display all kinds of numbers that like show us our speed and how fast we're going. So it's pretty organized. And then we walk over here. This is our main boat bay. This is where I put some lineups, a lot of our boats, and some more oars. Huh. Now, how many boats do we have in there? Right now, probably about six. We're in the process of rigging them, which is where we put the riggers back on so that we can go out and row on the water. Hmm. Um, so you guys are really getting an in-depth tour right now. <laughs> yeah. See, I think it's cool. Yeah. I. Um, yeah. Here's the other thing, too. Now, I've been told, uh, you know, because you've got an ACC network tie. I found out last night you are cousins with Jay Alter's wife, Liz, right? And you guys are very close, yes, as I understand that's right? Okay, so basically a sister. That's it. That's what I heard. Um, so I, I feel confident since you're kind of partially on the ACC network by relationship. Um, <laughs> you are uh, the smallest person on the team, correct? Yes, one of the. Okay. I'm surrounded by giants. Yes. So I know they carried the shell 
the boat, the shell, to the yes. water. What do you do? Correct. Do you cheer them on, direct them to carry the shell? How does that work in your role? Um, I, again, like tell them where to go. I'm kind of like the game plan. Um, I tell them where we are, basically when to move, where to move. Um, I'm carrying my stuff, like all the things that I just showed you, mm -hmm. the Cox box, my speed coaches, <laughs> making sure that we have everything so that we're ready to go. Usually the walk is pretty short, so I'm not really saying anything like super motivational. Yeah. Um, usually it's just about getting the boat in the water efficiently. Um, and then as soon as we launch, take it from there. By the way, I can only imagine, because all these lakes are awesome. And I like lakes. Oceans, I got a problem with lakes I love. But there's got to be just a serene, peaceful feeling, especially when you're going to go to practice. Early. Oh, there's Coach Sauer. Hey, Coach. Hey, Good coach. morning. Good morning, Coach. Hey, he Back here in Durham. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah. Good to see you. Okay. Yeah. There we have it. Yeah. Look at us playing all the hits. Okay. All right. I was going to say, though, there's got to be something cool about being on the water before the sun comes up, because I know how you guys get up early and get moving. I mean, that peaceful, oh, so serene early. feeling's got to be the best in the world, isn't it? I mean, I can't imagine it being any better than that. It's honestly the best feeling. It's truly what made me fall in love with the sport. Um, there's nothing else like it, especially when you're in a boat that the lineup is gelling, the boat is just floating. It's really the best feeling ever when everyone's, like, on the same time. Um, it feels like the boat picks up out of the water and you're floating and almost flying a little bit, so... It's really cool, and we're really lucky. Charlottesville is beautiful. The river that we row on in the morning will have steam that rises off the water that makes it just completely, like, beautiful. All right. You are uh, highly decorated in this sport. Um, you have had a, a remarkable club career before you got to Virginia, and obviously you guys have been immensely successful in Charlottesville. What does it take to be successful in this? Because everybody sees it, and we all recognize, you know, how much teamwork goes into it and everything else. But what separates good to great, Vivi? That's a great question that I'm constantly chasing and trying to find the answer to. Um, I think that it's honestly like any other sport. Dedication and passion is really what it comes down to, and what you're willing to put in is what you're going to get out. For Coxons, a lot of that is like listening to recordings, listening to, I like to listen to a lot of Olympians like Mary Whipple um, and kind of emulating some of their style to create your own. So I would say if you listen to a Coxons recording, none of them sound the exact same, but I like to pick and choose parts that I like from multiple different like mentors and idols mm -hmm. to kind of create my own style, if that makes sense. Yeah. Sure. By the way, have you ever seen a, a, a boat tip over in a race? I've actually been in a boat that's tipped over. It's quite, quite scary. So tell me what happens at that point in time, other than, hey, let's not drown. Um, so usually it's like, obviously at this level, that doesn't happen, especially in bigger boats. When I was in high school, I was, it was just like a leisurely row. Um, one of the oars actually snapped, so the boat couldn't balance. I was in a four-person boat, um, and that kind of boat, the coxswain is laying down. So we started flipping, and I didn't really understand what was going on because I'm facing forward. I didn't see that the oar had snapped, so it was kind of like a slow motion, um, but yet super fast. 
and it was really scary but at that point everyone just kind of like falls out of the boat um it feels really surreal but everyone was totally safe the boat flips over it floats everyone kind of swims out and you're like oh my goodness is everyone okay and then a safety launch will come and rescue us it's only happened to me once so knock on wood that that's the end for me well let's hope so that's it for that deal but again congratulations yeah. on the 12th consecutive mm -hmm. acc championships you guys are a, a dynasty in charlottesville but before we let you go though vv the hardest question since you've been at the university oh, of no. virginia yeah since you've been at uva what has been your hardest class Oh, my hardest class. Um, that's a great question. I honestly can't think of a incredibly challenging one. My first year, um, people had told me that there was this astronomy class. It was really easy. I just needed another class. I was signed in for all of my other requirements. I was like, okay, astronomy sounds cool, right? Like, sounds really easy. Wrong. It was so hard. <laughs> I... I think it was hard because I had the expectation that it was going to be my easiest class, but it actually turned out to be one of my hardest classes that semester. Um, it was really interesting. I did learn a lot, but I wouldn't tell people that it was incredibly easy. Hmm. Well, I know you so guys. I think I needed a mindset change. That's it. Yeah, uh, I know you guys finished fourth nationally uh, last season. We wish you all the best this year, and uh, look forward to following the prowess of Virginia <laughs> rowing in the NCAA's. Thank you. Yes, we leave in a week and a half. All right. Take care. Thanks, VV. Be well. Thanks for having me. Have a appreciate, good one. Yeah, appreciate the tour. You yeah, bet. That was nice. Now, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And got a little uh, cameo from Coach Simon. Coach on there, yeah. He gave us a little cameo a couple of weeks ago in their first Pac-Man uh, rowing rankings where I had Virginia number one, where they stayed number one for the entire five weeks. And uh, lo and behold, guess who won it all, Wes? Virginia. Virginia. Forget the FPI, forget the BPI. Again, do I ever shoot you wrong? Ever? No, I do not. I think VV Van Ingen will be back. I like VV to the program. I love this. By the way, excellent. media studies major at the University of Virginia, and we're already with the ACC Network tie. Jay Alter does a ton of stuff on this network. We didn't get into this, but she has a twin. Yeah, Nicholas. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he's involved in the crew. I don't know that. Don't, well, maybe next visit we'll there figure that out. Uh, salute to Vivi. Great job. Wahoo wah. And we Again, got a little tour of the boathouse. That was H2O fun for everybody. plus wahoo equals title. Yeah. Swimming, diving, rowing. Yep. When we come back, best of the weekend as we reach the midway point of the Monday program. There are the Cavaliers in orange winning in lacrosse. Nice try, Brown. Best of the weekend coming up next. Packer and Durham on the ACC Network. Packer and Durham. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. I tell you, I enjoyed VV. Huh? The, the tour was cool. She'll be back. Learned something about rowing. How about that? Huh? I liked everything about, about it. I got to walk through the boathouse and we got to see what they call the Cox Box or something yeah, like that. I like the sound of that too. Huh? I'm telling you, man. It's where it's at. Rowing. Trying to get our show out there on Lake Carl. Maybe next year. VV's all-ACC first team, by the way. Congratulations She's to her. Time. Uh Two, three other teammates were also on the ACC first team. Big time. All right, you ready? Because this is a this list took a while. Yeah. I got to tell you, this list it's long. I've noticed. Uh, yeah, well, I, there's a worst lot of, is not nearly as long. No, that's I, good. I, I emphasize the positive over the weekend. Yeah, that's what nice. I try to do here. Uh, all right, here we go. Best of the weekend. 
Game seven. And guess who sounds the siren at we're, PNC Arena? We're talking hockey now for Steve folks. Steve Forbes. There he is, coach. He hits the siren. Look, Look at him. How, come on. <laughs> come on. Oh, my God. Yeah. Lone Tree, Iowa shows up at PNC and hits the siren. Is that great? Okay, he's got it going on now. Let's go. Look at him. Yeah, there we go. Largest crowd ever for Hurricanes hockey match. Yeah, it was. How about that? Yeah. They all come out for Steve Forbes. Yeah, they did. Oh, by the way, the Canes won too. Yeah, they did. Three, Eliminated two. Boston. 3-2. Domi Those with a pair of goals. pesky Bruins. Yeah. Now it's all about the Rangers, right? Rangers-Canes? You have no idea, do you? I think it's Tampa Bay, actually, isn't I it? I have no idea. I'm not sure. Got no idea. Uh, Connor Schellenberger, four goals yesterday. Lars Tiffany and Virginia advance. Four goals and four assists, I should say. Cavaliers in the orange. Bad like it. Bad man right here now. <laughs> dude, been bad. Look at that. This dude's Rip. filthy. Just ripping it. Every but which up way. next is the number one team in all the land, the Maryland Terrapins. Virginia, the two-time defenders against number one Maryland. That's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday coming up. Yep. Great effort by Connor Schellenberg. Er. Let's go. Yeah, uh, the in there. You got to yeah. put the er at the Schellenberger. end. Schellenberger. Um, all right, let's go baseball. We're going to go to Derby City. Again. He robbed somebody a week ago against Clemson. Look at this. And here goes old Levi again. High-flying Spider-Man. Yikes. No home run for you. But a shout-out to the Hokies, though, here. I know they're getting robbed from a homer here. Virginia Tech wins two out of three against Louisville. That's now eight consecutive series one in the ACC. That is a school record for the Hokies. Six of them against ranked opponents. Virginia Tech is balling, boys. Ba- baseball's going to be pretty good while you're yeah, in Italy. Yeah, I know. It's going to be right here in my backyard, too. Which yeah. I hate I'm going to miss that. Yeah, sure you are when you're in Como and the Amalfi No, I mean, Coast. I love baseball. I know you do. I love yeah. it. Uh, FSU wins the softball title. Late rally against Clemson. Yeah. Who's surprised Sidney Sherrill was involved in some of this? And so was Kaylee Harding, who will join us in the 9 o'clock hour. It's a tough group right here. Like I said last week, hard to believe Florida State would be the three seed in their own league. They're the number two mm-hmm. – na- let's just marinate a second. They're the number two national seed, but they were the three seed right. in the ACC tournament. Yeah. But another win for Lonnie and the girls. They are really good, man. Those women can flat out ball. Uh, and as you just heard in our visit with uh, V.V. Van Ingen – Virginia wins yet another rowing title. Uh, this is 21 out of 22 and 12 straight for the Cavaliers. And look how beautiful. We could have been there, too. I'm telling you, missed opportunity. Put that on the schedule. This is such a beautiful – It's VV. It's a beautiful place, too, Lake Carl. The Varsity 8. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Man, that's, it just looks like a lot of fun to me. Especially if you're sitting there in the back. I think Vivi's got the right idea. I'm the boss. I'm the eyes. Boat tips. All right, here's the here's the deal, guys, girls. We're going this way right here. (laughs) We're going this way. They like. I'm gonna use my good eye. We're gonna go this way right here. Come on, let's go. Drop the rag. Let's go. She says I work with giants. I liked. I liked everything about her. Yep. She was good. Yep. I hope she's back soon. Uh, Miami wins the ACC outdoor track and field title on the ladies' side. 
Yeah. They can fly. Cruising, too. Yeah. I'm jealous of all these track and fielders now. I mean, all of them, man. They look at, I wish I could run. God, I wish I could run. If I could run west, I'd just keep running. I'd force Gump you to death. I'd say, hey, I'll catch you in San Francisco about two weeks. I'm just going to take off out the driveway and take a left. Miami, Miami won the women's event, and Florida State won the men's event. There have yep. been years where both have swept, yep. uh, men's and women's, but this year a split. Golly. How'd our boy Trey Cunningham do? Is he zipping around? <laughs> The object, when we had Trey on here, he runs the 60-meter uh, hurdles. Does yeah, it in, like, seven indoor. seconds. That was ridiculous. I know. I said, dude, I don't know. I, th- I think I could eat a Krispy Kreme donut faster than mm-hmm. he can go 60 meters. He didn't think so. Right. That was the bet. There you go. Um, UVA men's tennis advanced in the NCAA tournament. Been a nice weekend for Carla Williams. Uh, well, until women's well, yeah, cross. Right. They got beat 24-2. to Other but, than that, has been pretty good, though. Yeah. But uh, congratulations uh, for them. Men's uh, tennis. They get Florida coming up on Thursday. Virginia yep. is the number seven national seed. The Gators are the two seed. Uh, a lot of chalk in yep. this tennis deal, both uh, the men's and the women's side. Back to track here for a moment. The MVP for the men was Cole Beck of Virginia Tech. And the women's MVP, Edidong Odiong from Florida State. So there you go. God, Looking I'm cold back now. That's a big cat running. Yeah, we got speed, speed, and more speed. That's what this is. Yeah. Pretty cool. They're the MVPs. Nice. I like it. Uh, Charlotte North becomes the all-time NCAA leader in goals scored in women's lacrosse. I mean, How about come that on. shot right there? Huh? Come on. We're going a little lower left quadrant. I'm going to missing at your ankle and just watch you tap dance a little bit. Man, she is so good. So good. I, I got to, you know, look, we get into hyperbole sometimes and superlative hyperbole at times. But since 628 shows, she's been one of, if not the most impressive performer we've seen. She's up there. There's a bunch of them, though. You know, I mean, but Aaron Matson. Well, Aaron Matson and Charlotte North to me, right, are like up on this level. Yeah, I mean, they just, you know, you and it's funny when you watch. And again, uh, we're going to put people on pedestals here, and I almost don't like doing hyperbole this. again, potentially. But there's, but there's some truth certain to this. athletes, amateur or pro, that the game it just seems like it happens to them. Like there's a magnet, right? That right. just. For whatever reason, it doesn't matter how big the moment, they perform. And mm-hmm. to me, in this league, uh, those two that we just mentioned, Charlotte Crazy. North and Aaron Matson, it just seems like amazing stuff happens when they've got the ball. Right. Just just happens. Stuff. I mean, they're just incredible skills, God-given skills. They've worked their tails off to get to that level. And on top of that, when we bring them on the show – Mm-hmm. They're awesome conversationalists. And right. that, to me, I always brag about the student-athletes in this league. And the perfect example of what we're talking about. It's also fascinating, too, because you think she's pretty good and you try and put perspective to how good she is. And then you ask other people about her. Right. And then they go to that next level to confirm kind of who she is. Right? Yeah, and I think when you talk to, to the analyst in the sport, because we're not. I mean, mm-hmm. we just kind of lead the parade here. But we've watched enough to be dangerous. But when you know and talk to people that really know the sport 
and they start talking and almost giddy when they describe the way they play. Right. That's when you know something's up. Yeah. Something's on. So congratulations to Charlotte North and to Boston College on the win, and we look forward to following her exploits the rest of the way. Um, pretty good list. Nicely done. Thank you, Mr. Durham. Yeah. Well done. We could throw some tennis in there, but I thought, well, you know, we're going to talk some tennis later on. Yeah. All chalk, by the way. Top eight seeds advance on the women's tennis side. Yep. Top uh, eight seeds. A lot of ACC love there. On the other side, we will dive into the worst of the weekend. And we will get to that when we continue. Packer and Durham. Uh, baseball rounding out in the regular season. We'll cover that next on ACCN. The Packer and Durham Podcast. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. Packer and Durham, again, ACC fans, you got the three permanent opponents for your football schedule. We do want to hear from you. 844-SAY-ACCN. That's 844-SAY-ACCN. Assuming that that 355 deal goes through, you got to come up with your three teams, your favorite team. Who do you want every single year on the schedule? Uh, That and uh, who knows, maybe before we're done today or certainly this week, maybe Pac shows us a little bit of that magic. Maybe. Maybe show us some magic. I remember one time you did it for the Q series, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I'm always dabbling on it. But this this course I'm taking, this online course, it's 30 days. Every day, you got stuff to work on and practice. Do that on the plane going over? I'm doing it on the plane. I've been doing it every day, even in uh, Amelia Island. I'd go back to the... Back to the homestead and start working on my project. So go. it's uh, that David Blaine now. He's a creative dude, talented. Uh, by the way, shout out to uh, Tammy Campbell, who uh, Madison, Virginia, who said she saw the amazing Kreskin at Elon in 1979. It was a long time. Ago. We had some shows now at Elon back in the day. Still do. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> you know, we had some shows. We had some. We had some concerts there at Elon. Back Marshall there. Tucker Band, absolutely. I figured they were. Yeah. The tip of the, I knew they knew Marshall in there. Tucker. I knew they were. We had America there when I was in school. I don't. Did Chicago come through there? Um, Probably. Maybe all yeah. their horns. Mother's finest. Mother's finest. Uh huh. Heidi Penley, Larry Penley's uh, better half, Big. sent me a Mother's Finest T-shirt about yeah. a year ago. There you go. Only thing we were missing was Kenny Man and Liquid Pleasure. <laughs> That's my boys now. Those are my guys. Oh. All right. Worst of the weekend. Are they still and, alive? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh wait. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, they're, they're, whoa. I didn't ask if they're still hey, playing. I asked can, if they're yes, still alive. Yes and yes. Oh, good. Come on now. We need a house band. We Stick ever do, right over there in the corner. If we ever do a show, like a real show, like the old Southern Fried Football Tour shows. Oh. We ever do a show show. ESPN doesn't have that in the budget. Yeah, we don't have that in the Let budget. Let me tell you something. I had that going on we at Southern Fried Football Tour. We do not have that in the budget. But if we ever did like a show show. Yeah. You know, like charitable drive and all that stuff for the show show. Mm. Kenny Man, Liquid Pleasure. All right. We get them. All right. Uh, worst of the weekend and then more in this schedule stuff. just been that and, last segment. And your phone call. What, the worst of the weekend? Yeah. No. Right. Come on. Shout out to Tammy, though. Recognizing Elon back in the day. Oh, yeah, all right. Of uh, top two seeds in the ACC softball tournament. Out. Did not last long. I Look, though. This is the thing. And last night it was interesting. Courtney Lyle and Amanda Scarborough and Michelle Smith there on the desk during the softball pairings with Holly Rowe. And it boy, the ACC had a good year. Yeah. Yes, they did. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? 
Remember Brittany McKinney on this show last week? I put her to the test. I All said, you chips pick. in the table, and she picked Florida State. She sure did. She was spot on, yep. 100%. But the top two seeds, Virginia Tech and Duke, they won one, and then yeah. they went home. It did not last long. And see, everybody tournament, I, I, like I said, if the ACC can get two to oh. Oklahoma City, that would be spectacular. Yep. And uh, who knows, maybe a third. We'll see. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a great tournament. Absolutely. Uh, Miami's women's tennis got bumped from the NCAA tournament. Out. Though. Yeah. Yeah. But the good news, though, the good news, I just talked about all the chalk. Yeah. Uh, while Miami got bumped, North Carolina, the number one overall seed, they get Pepperdine coming up next. Duke's the three seed. NC State's the six seed. Yeah. They will play each other in the next round. Huh. And Virginia is the five seed. They get Texas, who's the four seed. So you got one, two, three, four ACC teams still left as we now get it down to the business. Yeah. Top eight. Pretty good. Uh, so that's the men's side and the, the, wi- the, women. the that, women's side. That was the women's side. The men's side. Has Virginia. Yeah. Only. Because Carolina State, Wake, and Florida State all got bumped That's out. exactly right. And hence the worst of the weekend. Yeah. We saw a lot of teams get knocked out, but Virginia is still alive and kicking. As I mentioned on Thursday, they are the seventh seed. They will get the two seed, the Florida Gators. That's coming up on a Thursday. So only one men's team left yeah. in the NCAA tournament. Four left on the ladies' side as we move on. Um, the uh, last note we have here, four baseball teams had a chance to sweep on Sunday and all four lost. All four going for sweeps. All four went L, 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 L. And I think the Clemson-Virginia series finally finished off last night about 4 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) They had all kinds of rain delays in Charlottesville. They tried to get a doubleheader in yesterday. Uh, Clemson won the first one. Virginia won the second one. Oh, no. And by the way, speaking of Clemson, uh, Max Wagner went yard he now has 24. That is now the ACC leader passing Kevin Parada, who mm. did not play over the weekend. He's got 23. Yep. But uh, Tommy White, he was in action again. He's got 21. Tinsman at Wake's got 19. And uh, Jake Gilloff went yard again. He's got 18. So that's the home run race as we're coming down the stretch. And it won't be long, Wes. End of the month, right here in Charlotte, ACC baseball tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, two teams A week be sitting from uh, Tuesday. It uh, looks like Duke could be in trouble, and Boston College is in trouble in terms of qualifying for the ACC right. tournament. Yep, looks that way. Um, the uh, just got a note from our friend Jim Davis who said, "Don't forget about Nantucket and uh, Mike Cross is also potential <laughs> college acts in the seventies and eighties." <laughs> Let's not even go there. What? Because I'm worried that we're going to announce that. Hey, do you remember the band X Y Z? And they're like, "Yeah, in fact, they all died eight years ago. They're no longer with us." That's okay, what I'm afraid okay. of. Because right, right. if you start making 70s and 80s references back when we were young and really hey, dumb. got to remember it was right about 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, I mean, the reference is so long ago. It's like, man, Pac, you know, they, they, you didn't hear? What happened? Well, back in 1992. What? Huh? What are you talking about? So be careful. Okay. I'm right. just saying. Yeah, I got you. That's why I asked you if that bandit you loved, are they still alive? I didn't ask you if they're Can still man playing. Can pleasure? Yeah, they play. Yeah. They Absolutely. Play. What was their big go-to hit? Did they just do covers? Is that what oh, it was? Oh, yeah, a great cover band. Oh, I figured as much. A great cover Nothing band. original? Have you ever heard them? Apparently not, since I'm asking you all these questions. Awesome. Kenny Man is awesome. They're great. They're great. I mean, you name it, they play it. How about, do they play any of their own music? No, they play all the <laughs> covers, man. <laughs> Kidding? It's phenomenal. Oh, oh. 
All right, 844 should, should, we, should we put that out to his? Has anyone ever seen or heard this band? Maybe we should go there. Kenny Man Liquid Pleasure? Somebody will call this show at 844-SAY-ACCN. Promise you. And it's not just a North Carolina thing. They're up and down the East Coast now. They play parties in New York. They've gone as far north as Virginia. Stop it. Uh, they crossed the border once. 844 How about south of the border? They played there? How about the guy that sent a picture? <laughs> How about that? Uh, they're, they're what playing, if we did? They're playing with Pedro hey, south of let's, the border. Let's spend somebody. You can't miss it's it. always, what do you say? It's always they easy the to castanets spend. over there with Pedro. It's always easy to spend somebody else's money. It's always, the easiest okay. thing to do in life is to tell somebody else how to spend okay. their money. What do you think? We do Packer and Durham. We do a big show. We get bands and we do it at south of the border. That'd be about right. Okay, 844-SAY-ACCN. We're going to check in on the championships of the weekend. Plus, back to your calls on schedules. Yes. The 355. We rode you. We read you the athletic concept. We Can told we put you, that back on the, the no, screen again? Not just doing to that. watch people's eyes cross while they're drinking Stop. coffee this morning. Uh, so, we're going to talk about that. I'm telling you, I'm giving you $100 if you can spot the typo. There it is. There right it there. is, right there. I'll give you, you got 15 seconds. Go. All right. Can you spot the typo for $100? No typos. Okay. Because Casey wasn't going to have any typos on this graphic. Okay. We're going to talk about this. We're going to take your calls, 844-SAY-ACCN. Somebody's going to call in and tell you they've seen Kenny Mann in Liquid Pleasure. Okay. And we're going to get to all the champions all coming up here in the Power Hour, plus Dana Boyle at 930 and uh, Kaylee Harding at, uh, at 915. By the way, Vivi getting a lot of love on their early response. Vivi Van Ingen was tremendous. Really good. Yeah. Great smile. Kind of understood the way the game's played. I think she's a junior in media studies major uh, at Virginia. I think Vivi's got a chance to be back. I do. ACC rowing analyst. I can see it. I think it's just great that rowing is finally getting its just due on our show. I've been pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. Pac, why do you keep talking rowing? Because rowing is a cool sport, man. Rowing's cool. So I wanted to take a boat out Lake Hartwell and do a show from there. Again, we'll put that on the back burner for next year. I think that's a no-brainer home run show if we pull that off. Okay. I do. All right. Sure. I'm in. Whatever you want. I'm telling you, I'm in. Would you have a choice? No, I'm. <laughs> is it? At, do we know where it is next year? I think it's at Lake Harbor. Why not? <laughs> beautiful Lake Harbor. I don't mind going to Charlottesville up there on the river. Vivi says they got a beautiful river up there. I'm planning on spending some time in Charlottesville this summer. By the way, are you? Yes, I am. Okay, coming to Charlottesville. Going to do some shows up there? No, I'm not going to do any shows. Oh, no show. Oh, there it's you like go. Even to do, better. This has nothing to do nothing with shows. Do shows. Okay. Nope. Gonna work on some NIL with UVA, or I might might uh, work on something else at well, University of Virginia. There you go. All right. <laughs> might be with Vivi we, racing down the river. We can't forget this. this there it is. is epic right here. I love it. Yeah. You know it. I was a little heavier there. Well, from the shoulders up. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Stroke. All right. Stroke. On the other stroke. Stroke. On, stop. Really? On the other side, we will get to the champions in the ACC from this past weekend. Florida State celebrates a softball title. Virginia, as you may have heard, is the rowing champion. 
track and field celebrating as well. And postseason lacrosse and more coming up. Packer and Durham. 9 o'clock on a Monday on the Atlantic Coast Conference Television Network. Packer and Durham.